All right, you guys ready? Yep. All right. You're listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast with Kyle Kaplanis. Don't FOMO right. out. That's right. the biggest mistake in this space right now with FOMO. And Duke McKenzie. That's just crazy, right? It's like it's insane. like conversations with thought leaders, experts, influencers, culture shapers, discussing all things innovative, groundbreaking creative developments evolving digital markets. The podcast for those who are curious about what is next. Social media, Web3, NFTs, the metaverse, all the things you need to know about to start planning tomorrow's success today. All right, everybody. Welcome to Tomorrow Today. You got my boy, Kyle Kaplanis. How you doing, Kyle? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Tomorrow Today. (laughs) And you got your boy? Duke McKenzie. Really, really, really excited about today's episode. We got a really good episode today, Kyle, because what Kyle and I decided to talk to you about today was about some upcoming events, particularly VidCon. And the reason why we want to talk to you about VidCon is that VidCon has morphed a lot over the last couple of years from being a YouTube creator-focused event to now where TikTok is taking over. And that kind of matches with some of the content that I've been putting out, talking about how as TikTok has come onto the scene two years ago, we were talking a lot about it and all those things. And then we stopped talking a lot about it. But TikTok is just starting to take into effect right now. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd do an episode about it. Absolutely. No, for sure. There's a lot of things we could talk about. Now, Kyle, you were at VidCon a couple of years back when you started to see the rise of the TikTok creator, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's start off with talking about what is VidCon? Do you want to give it a shot of explaining to the people what VidCon is? VidCon is an event that is held for creators, fans, and brands to come together all under one roof where there's like speakers and panelists talking about different ways that creators can maybe monetize or other things and how brands can work with creators. And then also fans to be able to engage with their favorite creators and get a chance to meet them and take pictures with them. Yeah. So that's a good description. It's been going on. We should check. I'm going to do the check here, how long VidCon has been going on, but I think I I know it's been going on for the last at least eight years or so. So VidCon, the first one was July 9th, 2010. Okay. So over over 12 years ago. So we were close. What was interesting about VidCon was, as you said, it was a place for fans and creators and brands to all get together and meet and celebrate their favorite creator and talk about those Mm -hmm. types of things. But what was interesting, my first VidCon, I think was about six or seven years ago. It was all about YouTube. It started off with YouTube culture. And YouTube used to be, and some would still argue, was the center point of the creator economy and the creator universe. Yeah. That's the first platform I think of when I think of creator. Mm -hmm. When you think of the very first, you think YouTube. Right. No, 100%. And then that's when you would go and you would see, like, when I went to my first con, I think, who was big then? It was a lot of the YouTube beauty creators were really big. That was when the Paul brothers were producing on there and you would Mm -hmm. would see all the fans come up. But something really interesting happened, I think, just before the pandemic, right? When did you start noticing the rise of the TikTok creator as the center of the video universe, of the video creator universe? There was a lot of excitement around Musical.ly, but when it merged from Musical.ly to TikTok was in August 2018, and it was still establishing at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a lot of people were talking about it still at that point, but 2019 is where specifically Gen Z, because the rest of us mainstream older audience were still making fun of it at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) But it was the summer of 2019 that was the last VidCon I went to and the last one before the pandemic shut everything down. 
But the crazy thing is, it was a YouTube focus. All the creators that were on the meet and greet were all YouTubers, which everyone was excited for. But what really caught my attention, Duke, was when everybody was there excited to see these YouTubers. And then they ran into their favorite TikTok creators. And they chose to miss out on the meet and greets with their YouTubers to hang out with these TikTok creators. And that yeah, was that's like, crazy, right? Yeah, that's when things were like, holy. And you were there. And what were you thinking when you were seeing that change? I was like, okay, this is going to be a big deal when I'm looking around and I'm seeing primarily like the focus on the TikTok creators and like the fans were following them around. And what was interesting as well, they had this digital display up with the top hashtags that were trending during VidCon. Right. And TikTok was the number one by far. I think even the word YouTube hashtag YouTube was like at the bottom. <laughs> and I was like, holy that was 2019, right? Right. 2019. Right. Yeah. Right. That's funny because I was there for one day and I noticed that again, I came from the YouTube world and we were still all talking about YouTubers, but that's when I started seeing the rise. There was this party or something that everybody wanted to go to TikTok party or something yeah, like that. Party. That yeah. That everybody was trying to get into that. Everybody was talking about after. And what's interesting about that is we have been paying a lot of attention to TikTok and all those things as part of our day jobs and all of that stuff. What I find fascinating and more of the interesting thing is, oh, yes, we are talking about VidCon and that's what got us to do this episode. But really what captured my attention is VidCon is the celebration of the video creator and it was the centerpiece of gathering of connecting brands and creators and fans all together. Everyone, mm -hmm. all these communities could build. And it used to be a celebration of YouTubers. That's what video creator used to mean. Yeah. And what I find fascinating that in such a short period of time is that the short form creators so TikTokers have taken over. TikTok is sponsoring the event right now. Right. It used to be a YouTube centric event. And now what it means to be a video creator, it means that you are a TikToker first. TikTokers are the ones that are driving the culture and are the driving force behind creators. Yes. And it's interesting how that just happened over a short period of time. Mm -hmm. It's funny because back then they were all there inspiring to be a, a YouTuber. Right. Like, no, that would, was the funniest yeah. thing, right? The exactly. funniest thing, because people don't know, we, you know, we run several talent management firms and everything like that during our day jobs. And one of the biggest things, I think this came from you when we were talking mm -hmm. to people is like, you want to become a YouTuber, but YouTubers will eventually want to become you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you like, Definitely. like everybody, yeah, they all went there trying to be YouTubers, but they had the pulse of the culture and the pulse of Gen Z right there. Exactly. And it was weird how they used to be really embarrassed. Like, to say they're TikTokers or like, yeah, I have this much on TikTok, but I'm using it to build my YouTube. And I was like, no, 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 stop. Don't be embarrassed about it. Like, this is a good thing. I'm telling you, these YouTubers are going to need a presence here too, if they want to stay relevant. Right. What's interesting about when you look at the creator universe is that, so TikTok surpassed YouTube as time spent in the US, right? TikTok is competing against Netflix for how much people spend time on. And it's interesting because the discovery on TikTok, when like I discover creators and video and content that I didn't even know I liked. So for example, I get a lot of dog talking videos and cooking <laughs> videos and exercise videos. And I didn't even know I liked some of these things. It's particularly the dog talking videos. I'm very interested to see the makeup of the community, the people that come out. So the fans, I know that when you look at the lineup this year, of who's going to be there. It's funny. Yes, TikTok is sponsoring it, but the lineup of the top creators are, that are going to be there, it's all about TikTokers. 
mm-hmm. right? There's a couple of YouTubers, like they're still in there, but it's yep. all about TikTokers, the headliners. YouTubers are trying to do more TikTokers. And it's funny how things have changed so quickly. And again, they're the center of the creative universe. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say that even the YouTubers that are there, I bet yeah. you they have the TikTok presence and they use it. Yeah, well, is, you know so what funny. I find? Do you find that like, Right now, when you're a creator, it, it's sort of a thing of as we are talking about it and I'm thinking about it, does it saying someone's a TikToker or a YouTuber or whatever? I wonder if in a couple of years that it won't matter because mm. all creators are trying to do all different things and you yeah. have to be on all different platforms. Mm-hmm. But what I will say about the TikTok creators, I said this on a call this week, is like, okay, you take a look at the top 100 or 200 TikTok creators, those 200 people we're going to be looking at them the next four or five years and they're going to be leading consumer-focused companies, being the next superstars and all those things. If you want to see who the next Kim Kardashian or whatever, it's there. It's within the top two or 300 TikTokers. All the future stars are right there. Totally. I, I do agree with what you said. I think you're right on there's not going to be a label behind like, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a TikToker. I think it's just going to be, I'm a content creator, period. And I use this plethora of platforms for my brand. But the only thing that I would say that born on TikTok creators, so creators who came of age or started to figure out how to aggregate large audiences on the platform, the only advantage that I would say that they have or that they are different than other creators is that they had to learn to communicate via short form content, right? right? And it's interesting that short form content, if you look at on TikTok or you look at now Instagram or you look at even YouTube, Everybody mm-hmm. now is focused on developing short form yeah. content products. That'll continue. I think that's going to be for the next decade or whatever. It's going to be short form is going to be the key period. It's because our attention spans have really just diminished over the years. Is that, is that why? Is, do you think that's the reason why? Like what? I think so. If you, 100%. Had to make a bet, if you had to make a bet and you said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, short form content's taking over and short form content is going to be the predominant content. Do you think you would have predicted that? And why do you think that is? I don't know if I would have really predicted it, but I would say that is why it's done so well. And I don't know about your kids, but my kids will multitask as well. They need quicker things. Their attentions are so small and they have access to so many resources in the internet now that they don't need like longer form. They're like, just give it to me quick. And right. We, like I well, can learn you know, so I much just, faster. I just looked up a stack because I used to say this a lot. The typical Gen Z attention spans eight seconds. Yeah. Eight <laughs> seconds. So if you are a brand or a business or a creator or anything, You have to figure out how to communicate in shorter bites and shorter chunks. Right. Even on podcasting, I don't know if you noticed this, but they have a two time speed option as well. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that listen on that because they just, they're just trying to consume. Yeah. Well, you you know, what's funny. You know, you want to hear something. It's funny that you say that. So I started to, I would say six months ago or whatever, I don't go two times, but I go one and one, like one and a quarter, one and yep. a half, one or whatever. Exactly. So I do one and a quarter for when I'm listening to sports podcasts or something yeah. that I want to consume quickly. It's interesting yep. that you say that because it doesn't sound, it sounds a little speeded up, but not too out of time, out of, like not, it doesn't sound off. Right. Two times does sound a bit off, but I've actually listened to a few like that. The cool thing is if you only have five minutes and it's 10 minute podcast, you can quickly do it. And you can crush it's funny it, right? how the brain does still recognize it, even though it sounds really off and it's going quickly, your brain still can recognize everything that's happening within that time frame, which is just crazy. And the world is just going a million miles an hour with consuming. Mm. So that's why I do think short form is king 
in long-form videos or for those who want to spend a little bit more extra time right, learning about right. that? But discovery is probably all short form. The advice that I would give to creators, all of them, because of my past, I'm even talking to historically born on YouTubers and they're asking me, what do I think? The skill set to figure out how to communicate and how to capture people's attention in short form bites is really, really important. And right now the platform for that is on TikTok. So this year, I think VidCon's three or four days. Mm -hmm. I am fascinated to see, like I said before, who's going to show up people-wise, right? Because here's the interesting thing. So you said the TikTokers were out of VidCon in 2019, Mm -hmm. but they weren't fully baked yet. It was just starting to become a thing, right? So a lot of the creators that are going to be there and a lot of creators that we work with, right? Yeah. And, And things like that, a lot of the creators that are going to be there, this is their first major event seeing their fans and connecting with their fans. And that's what I find fascinating about the creators on their platform. They hadn't had a chance to engage and talk to their fans because of COVID. If you look at pre-COVID, historic born on Instagram creators, YouTube creators and everything, connecting with their fans throughout the year was a Mm -hmm. really important part of their growth and their experience. And it's interesting because born on TikTok creators haven't had a chance to experience that yet. Exactly. Yeah, like you're right. In 2019, there was a few creators that were invited as special creators because they were big on Musical.ly or Vine. One of them, funnily enough, was Dominic Tolliver, one of our creators, Dominic. Oh, really? He was, yeah, he was a featured creator that year in 2019. And I asked him about it. He said he was shocked. He's like, why the hell did they invite me? I'm not a YouTuber. But yeah, those creators were still so new. Some of them didn't even know how to be creators yet. They're still learning that. And then bam, the pandemic hits and they don't get that experience. There was a couple of creators in the beginning that were early and were able to partner with companies that did some tours Mm -hmm. and stuff like we started the Hype House, but then that just came to a crashing halt. And there was a lot of creators that because of the pandemic and everyone was forced to be at home, they got to become a content creator. Right, right. Which is interesting. They didn't start that off because they were at home and they had nothing else to do. That that was one of the things. What is interesting about TikTok and what, again, why I'm really looking forward to this VidCon, I'm curious to see the composition of the crowd. I'm curious to see the composition of the creators, like we have the list, but I'm curious to see how they interact with the fans. I'm curious to see what brands and corporate partners show up this time, because I'm old enough to remember pre-pandemic when I was talking to brands and everything about creators, not necessarily TikTokers, or at the time YouTubers and Instagrammers, it wasn't at the top of mind for a lot of brand partners. Mm -hmm. But when everyone was locked in their house and everything, brand partners became very aware how big TikTok was, but creators were because they were home watching their kids or participating and seeing how much time people were spending with these creators and how much time they were spending on the app where in normal times they wouldn't be in such close proximity with their family members and watching all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think TikTok did a really good job on promoting videos that were filled with the family because then it encouraged everybody. I truly believe TikTok was really ingenious seeing people participating with their family and really pushing those videos forward to then get the rest of the audience to be like, oh, you were in your kid's video? Cue. And then their kids are asking them, their parents to be involved. Then they start downloading TikTok and then the whole world gets embraced in it. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I've said a lot, people who listen to me, I always say, okay, so I think all consumer focused businesses, all of them, a hundred percent of them will be driven by creators. When I say creators, 
what what is interesting, the type of creator changes over a period of time. If this podcast was happening three or four years ago, we'd be talking about YouTubers. Now we're right. talking about TikTokers. What I'm wondering in two or three more years, what is going to come next? The reason why TikTok, I think, took off and these types of creators took off is number one, it started off short form. Number two, these types of creators are not as quote unquote glamorous or polished mm-hmm. as, you know, Instagrammers were or yep. whatever. It was more gritty. Everything that I'm reading, it shows that those trends will hold. I'm just curious as to what form it's going to take over the next couple of years. And do you want to know something crazy that I think is going to happen? Sure. I'd, I'd love, love to. <laughs> I would love to hear. Go ahead. Okay. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I truly believe in the blockchain technology, right? I think that's going to be our future. And I also believe that there's going to be some sort of maybe social platform that's decentralized, but each creator will own their content. So when they put it out, they have access to that content. Right now, they don't own it. If TikTok right. shuts down, bans them, that all those videos are gone unless they save them somewhere else. Right. But I believe that there's going to be a platform where every video you posted, if for any reason you got banned on there, you can take all your content with you and move and, it and go somewhere else because you own it yeah. and you created it. Yeah, no, that is fascinating. And the thing is, what I am wondering, like, okay, do you know how the iPhone gets better? The smartphones, they get better, but they haven't fundamentally changed in the yeah. last like six years. I remember every time they would make a new iPhone, it was radically different than the last one. But yeah. now they're sort of incrementally better, incrementally. Better. And it's like, okay, okay, that's good. And all of those things. It's not a radical change. We went through a phase where there was a bit of staleness within creator-focused networks, right? User-generated content networks. It was sort of like the same and the same and the same. And then TikTok came about. I wonder if we're in a period of rapid change on that front, or are we in a period of where TikTok or some type of TikTok wannabe or something like that, that's the type of content it'll be for the next four or five years. Even if it goes to a social network, like you said, where Mm -hmm. the creator is able to port and take their content wherever they want. I'm thinking more of, the types of creators or the types of people that are going to connect with people and grow. I mm-hmm. wonder if it's going to be like this type of short form creator that could dance or that could do things really quick or capture things over the next five years or so. Um, yeah, I think that's still 100% going to be a thing. What would I see on TikTok right now? It's so diverse. There's so many right. different types of content. I think it's going to continue that way where it's like everybody can embrace all kinds of content. Here's my last couple thoughts on VidCon. I am very curious to see the interaction between the fans. I'm very curious to see what type of fans, because TikTok is known predominantly as a Gen Z tool, which it is. But Mm -hmm. I'm curious just to see who shows up and what type of fans and the parents. Number two, I'm curious to see how the talent interacts with these fans, because the talent that's going to be there, they've been trapped in their houses for the last two years. And since they got their quote unquote, fame or social media status, they have not had a chance to meet with people. And three, I'm curious to see there's been different types of companies. I'm curious to see what type of brands are going. So I'm looking forward to that. How about yourself? Same thing. I did see it pre-pandemic right at the beginning of TikTok emerging. I'm really excited to see it really full force in TikTok mode and just seeing, again, like you said, how those fans interact and what kinds of fans and definitely comparing some of the brands that were there during YouTube days, seeing what's more important for TikTok because one of the this is funny one of the main sponsors during the YouTube days was Canon and I don't even know if Canon's coming right 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 an interesting thing that is going to be very interesting well we'll see yeah all right well listen this is important because I think that 
VidCon is actually one of the most important events that are going on in the creator universe. And as I've said before, I believe that creators are the most important part of consumer products and reaching consumers and reaching those people. I think it's important. And so thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. And we will talk to you a little later. Subscribe, like, review, and we'll talk to you next week for tomorrow today. Catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow us on social media at Project Z Talent. That's P-R-J-T-Z Talent. And stay tuned next week for more of the Tomorrow Today podcast. Because shaping your tomorrow starts today.